for the week of January 2nd, 2022. Josh, it's a new year. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. Happy New Year! <laughs> Josh. That's how we're going to start things off, eh? All right. It's well, an hour-long hour an hour-long episode about Home Alone on the NES. <laughs> yeah. Here we go on the NES. So nice. Mac- okay. Molly Macaulay Culkin's finest day. Let's just call it that. All right. Well, here's your news. I got a couple tidbits that I think you might be interested in. We'll find out. Um, oh God. The uh, the mini consoles keep coming. Mm. And now I think we talked about this at the announce, but now we have an official release date of the Amiga A500 Mini. That's actually pretty fucking cool. I'm excited about that. Coming out on March 25th of this year, 2022. Hell yeah. Uh, and, And we've got the full list of 25 games included with the device. I'll read off some of those in a bit, but it was first announced. We talked about this back in August. Uh, it's, of course, a shrunk-down recreation of the 1987 A500 PC. Even includes an integrated keyboard, just like the classic A500. It's going to cost 140 bucks. Mm-hmm. come with 25 games, like I mentioned. And you'll be able to use it to play other compatible games via USB drive. So that's pretty sweet. If you got all these ROMs, you can just jack it right into this sucker and go nuts. Um, it outputs at 720p. Uh, with either the original 50 hertz or a 60 hertz refresh rate. will include uh, some CRT filters and other visual settings. It also includes a controller and a two-button mouse. Hell yeah, dude. There you go. I, I think that's freaking awesome. I know nothing about the fucking Amiga or any of this stuff, and I think I mentioned that back in August when we talked about this, but I have zero, like, experience with any of this stuff. All these games, like the Amiga and, you know, uh, like Spectrum and all that stuff, they all look like jank to me, you know? Back in the day, <laughs> I was like, these look like computer game jank, you oh, know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was, I, that was I, just I, my impression back then. Huh. I guess I, I looked at it like I was very envious. I, I wanted a powerful PC to run these games back in the day. And like seeing Amiga, or like you said, like, the, okay, the, the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore and stuff like that. Yeah, those games didn't look that great. But I always thought Amiga games looked amazing because um, they'd always talk about like an EGM or like GamePro. They'd say like, oh, Shadow yeah. of the Beast is coming out soon on the TurboGrafx CD. It's yeah. not a bad port of the Amiga version. The Amiga version looks better. And I thought like, holy shit, if the Amiga version looks better, then that must be a beast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, playing around with it, it's a lot of Euro trash. Let's be honest. It's a lot of yeah. pretty, a lot of parallax and a lot of uh, running to the right and punching things. But hey, I, w- I always, I don't know. I think it's awesome. The fucking soundtracks on these games rock. So yeah, it, well, and I think another thing you, you, you mentioned, you know, that the Turbo Graphics received some ports of like of these types of games. Yeah. Know, Shadow of the Beast being one of them. And they were always kind of my least favorite of the Turbo Graphics games. Oh, you're crazy, man. Yeah. No way. Like, and, and I don't know if this I, I don't think it was, but you know that horrible game Night Creatures? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On the Turbo Graphics. That that I that was I'm pretty sure that was uh an exclusive to the Turbo oh. Graphics, wasn't it? <clears throat> It was exclusive to the Turbo, my friend. Yeah, that was, but you can that, only get that on the Turbo. <laughs> yeah, and that piece of shit reminded me. I was like, this feels like something I'd play on a European yeah. PC. You know, yep. just so the games, like the vibe of the games, I never, I never got good vibes off. Of them, 
You know, I was always hmm. like, this is kind of janky. I, I, I guess I was more into like the Japanese style of graphics, oh, yeah. you know, like same the, here. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, the, the characters always looked very almost like realistic. You know, if you compare like something like um, Western animation to Japanese animation back in the eighties, like if you compare He-Man, you know, to, you know, some Japanese animated shows. I always oh, prefer right. the yeah. Japanese look, you know, because the, the the Western animation and the Western games always look very stiff and not very fun. Yeah. You know? Not very uh, whimsical, you know. Um, I get but anyway, that. I get that. That was just my impression back in the day. So I'm going to give you some of these games. You apparently have more experience. I will also say that I always was interested in the Amiga 32 console. I was like, that yeah. looks interesting to me. But uh, anyway, so here are some of the games. Tell me what you think. We got Alien Breed 3D and Alien Breed Special Edition 92. No idea. Nice games. Good stuff. Uh, uh, a little bit of a d- Doom clony, a little bit. Okay. Uh, Another World. <laughs> Hell yeah, of course. <laughs> Fucking Another right. World's amazing. In the U.S., that we got that as Out of This World. Yep. Uh, arcade Pool, ATR, which is all-terrain racing. Battle Chess, Cadaver. Um, of course, yep. California Games. Of course. Uh, the Chaos Engine, Dragon's Breath, F-16, Combat Pilot, Kickoff 2, The Lost Patrol, Paradroid 90, Pinball Dreams, Project X Special Edition 93, Quack with a W, not a W, <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, the Sentinel, which is something I feel like I'm, re- like a game I feel like I'm familiar with that game somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, Simon the Sorcerer, Speedball it's 2, Brutal Deluxe, uh, Stunt Car Racer, Supercars 2, Titus the Fox to Marrakesh and back, which, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, Worms the Director's Cut. And then uh, finally, Zool, Ninja of the Nth Dimension. So there you go. Yeah, I uh it, it's interesting. A lot of those games that you uh that you uh talked about are pretty pretty great. Pretty great. Um one though that I never could quite get into is the one you mentioned is the Chaos Engine. Um that one is a game that actually did get ports on the in the US for the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Um I cannot think of what the name of that game was called though. Um but it I really wanted to like it and and other people enjoyed it too. It kind of had that look or feel of like a Jurassic Park game but it was multiplayer like you could play as two players running gun. Um pretty cool yeah. looking game. Um I don't know. There's there's a lot of good stuff in that 25 though too. And the fact that you can sideload like unlicensed games or unpublished games like there's so many games out there out in databases that you can just download and rip and throw them right on an SD card and pop them in there and very, very probable um, being able to put your own games on there. Um, So it just becomes kind of like a a Raspberry Pi machine of its own for just an Amiga. It's cool. It's a cool idea. And I think it's, I don't know, 140 bucks. I got, if it was a hundred dollars, I'd have no problem with it, but 140 is a little steep. Oh, oh, it was called soldiers of fortune on super Nintendo or Genesis. It's pretty good, pretty good game, but I don't know. I, I didn't like fall in love with it. So I don't know. All right. Well, next up in our news, uh, a new shmup in the Alest series now has a release date. Uh, Alest Branch. It's a brand new entry in the uh, series that started in 1988, and it'll launch in early 2022 in Japan. Uh, Don't know about a U.S. release yet, uh, but it is uh, being developed by N2 or M2. So, uh, you know, it's going to be good, right? 
So no platforms announced, which is weird. They said <laughs> it's it. coming out in early 2022. I'm guessing uh, Switch and PS4. That seems to be, um, yeah, what, seems to be what M2 does. But um, yeah, uh, and they said uh, with M2's model of or motto of creating fun before anyone else or anything else. I'm all over the place. <laughs> creating fun before anything else. We've been working hard and grunting away each day to make a shoot 'em up game that many people can enjoy. Please forgive us if we make you wait a little longer, and we hope that you'll continue to support M2, M2 Shot Triggers, and Alest Branch. I'm super excited about this. I did not have a ton of experience with Alest uh, up until yeah. the past few months when that um, I picked, finally picked up that Alest collection on the Switch. Oh, okay. Um, and now I'm a fan. Total fan. So, uh, what, what did we get as far as Alest on the PC engine? That was... Uh... Uh, Robo Alest? No, that was Sega CD. I, I've I've had Robo Alest on Sega CD, and I really loved it. Oh, and Musha. Musha's a part of that series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Musha's crazy. Great. Yeah, Holy okay. Crap. So so I played a lot of Musha. I played a lot of Robo Alest. Um, Robo Alest is one of those games that is, God, it's so close to being excellent, but Musha is just so much more impressive on the Sega Genesis and the Sega CD hardware, where it's just like, I don't know, um, Mo- Robo Alest felt like it was trying to be a PC engine, uh, shoot him up with really cool groovy cutscenes with like voice acting and like nice little still shots. Looks like a PC Engine style cutscene in between, um, you know, levels and stuff like that. Almost like Download Two or uh, yeah. fuck what Image Fight Two had really good cutscenes and stuff like that. It tries to do that, but it just it just doesn't quite hit there enough for me. So I don't know. I love the Alest series, and that, that's a really really that's big news, dude. That's huge. That's like the best it news is. we've ever heard all year. John, <laughs> it's the best news of the year. Uh, yeah. There is not a proper Alest game on the PC engine, as far as I can see. Yeah, maybe I'm just thinking of Super Star Soldier or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, we've got some MX, MSX2 games, uh, Mega Drive and Game Gear. Super Alest right, is on yeah. Super Nintendo, uh, Sega CD. Uh, yeah, and true. There was, an ar- there, there was an arcade game called Senjin Alest <laughs> that just came out this past year. Uh, oh, which shit. apparently there is a rumor that that's going to be ported to consoles soon. So here's hoping it doesn't look a lot like a, an Aless game based on what I've seen. It's more like as polygonal graphics and the whole deal. And it looks a bit oh. fancier, um, but I'm really excited for a less branch. looks really cool. Very cool. dude. Uh, next up, uh, we've got a delay for a game that we just assumed wasn't coming out for the next 10 years. Anyway, final fantasy 16, um, producer there, Naoki Yoshida, prepared fans for uh, a longer wait than expected. Said that due to COVID and uh, you know the ongoing development situation with that, um, probably going to be delayed by at least half a year. Which again, Final Fantasy 16. Did anybody assume that was coming anytime soon? Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. As long as it's not an online game, I'm sure it'll be fine. But it's uh, uh, um, whatever. So uh, let's see. He says, uh, I promised I would have more information on Final Fantasy 16 later in 2021. However, I regret to inform you that I'll be unable to keep that promise as complications stemming from the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic have delayed the game's development by almost half a year. This has unfortunately Jesus. hampered communication from the Tokyo office, which in turn has led to delays in, or in extreme ca- cases, cancellations of <clears throat> asset deliveries from our outsource partners. That said, we have spent much of 2021 addressing this issue and hope to see its impact to a minimum. 
by the new year, allowing us to better focus on the tasks at hand, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I guess the only reason he really mentioned this was because he promised uh, more information by the end of the year. And then the end of the year crept crept up and he was like, ah, fuck, that's not going to happen. Yeah, true. So nice of him to put that out. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, again, I don't think anybody thought this was going to be coming anytime soon anyway. Right. I see a, I see a Final Fantasy game announcement and I'm like, okay, see you again in five years. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'd, uh, you'd have better luck getting mysterious song in five years. (laughs) Jesus. Deep cuts, deep cuts. (laughs) Google that one, folks. Google that one. (laughs) All right. That's it for our news, man. It is time for the new release. The new, that's right. The new, the new release. I said new release. We've got one this week. Uh, The, the drought continues, but that's okay. We're all enjoying our Christmas games, right? Oh yeah. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I finished Metroid Dread the other day. Felt pretty good about that. Hell yeah, dude. Congrats, man. Congrats. Yeah. It was, I've got to say the last 25% of that game is amazing. Wow. Uh, Really? It's, it's it's like, like it's a, it's a workout. It's exhausting for an old fuck like me, but, uh, but like there were some heart pounding moments in the, you know, toward the end of that game that I just felt like I felt like a badass. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, this week, Josh, on our PlayStation consoles, uh, we will be playing Deep Rock Galactic. Um, and this one is actually a freebie on uh, PlayStation Plus and looks kind of good. It really? looks kind of good, man. It's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's a co-op multiplayer game online. Looks kind of neat. Looks kind of neat. Uh, so download this one uh, with your PS Plus membership folks at home and uh let's play it uh it looks kind of interesting on ps4s and ps5 yep yes sir oh yeah right on very cool looks good so that's it though uh coming up next we've got dale and his retro recap happy new year's mojo weekly listeners this is dale and welcome back to this week's recap of the latest retro re-releases remakes and remasters as always, credit for this goes to GSK from RetroNots.com and LimitedRunGames.com. Let's get to it. It will be a very short week. There are no physical releases, so let's hit digital. For the arcade archives, we have Mutant Night for the Switch for $8. And this has already been available for nearly five years on the PS4. But this quirky 2D running gunner features oddly gigantic power-ups. Similar to Bonk 3. Remember how enormous Bonk gets in that? It's a lot like that, but weirder. It first hit arcades in U- from UP. PL in 1987 and it's now available on Switch this week and it's also the background music for this week. Decimiles 1 and 2 hits the Switch for $40 this week and I already touched on it when it launched on PlayStation and Xbox platforms last week but this popular shmup 2-pack from Cave is now available on the Switch. And finally, like I said it's a short week, GSK notated that Limited Run Games is doing their yearly games blowout sale where all their unsold inventory will be going on sale January 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern, which means they usually have a lot of unsold limited quantities from games uh, that were their backup copies. So very limited quantities, all their unsold games go for sale. I know for me personally, I missed out on Demon's Tilt, so that's the one I'll be trying to gun for. All right, like I said, short week this week, so I'll be throwing it back to you, John and Jash.
Thanks, Dale. Thank you so much, dude. I am so glad that he mentioned that one game. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That is really, really exciting news. Yeah. I uh, I mean, you bring up something. I'm not going to get too deep into it because I'm going to get super crabby if I do. But our uh, recording software is being a real asshole. So uh, um, we won't have any YouTube uh, output for the next couple weeks of this. And uh, Asshole. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what, <clears throat> John? I th- I still think you're just you're just being lazy. That's what it is. You're just lazy <laughs> because uh, yeah. here it is. We're 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 on we're on the second of of the year, the second day day two of yeah. 2022, and I'm yeah. dressed. I got my lays on. I got a Happy New Year hat on. I got everything. I'm ready. I'm I'm here to celebrate a new year of gaming. And John's like, yes. hey, fuck no, hey, fuck nuts. <laughs> yeah, nope, no picture, no video, pal. No video. I would love I'm... to. I, I would love to. Uh, let's talk to the folks at Riverside FM customer service and uh, we'll yeah. see if we can get let's... that ironed out. They put out a great update that just happened <clears throat> to break 50% of their functionality. So that was sweet. Yeah. If they have uh, something they, new on here where like you can mark clips or make clips or something, it's like, what are you guys trying yeah. to compete with Twitch? You fucking schmucks. Come on. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They put up, I, I'm going to go on a tangent, but for about <laughs> a month before they put out this release, they kept on putting out like emails and like little email blasts saying, stay tuned. We've got a huge release. It's going to be the best thing ever. It's going to pr- improve our software. It's going to be the coolest. And then they put it out and I went in to use our software last week and 50% of the reason that I use this fucking software is just not functional. So I'm like, all right, yeah. fuckos. So yeah. a lot of, lot of communication with customer service the past week. And, it's pretty uh, damn it's rough. Been, it's not been going well. But anyway, Josh, get me off this tangent. Let's talk about uh, this week's Game Spotlight. I think you yes. want to talk about the Fantasy Star Online series. Is that right? I'd love to talk about PSO a little bit. Now, you're going to go from ranting and raving about Riverside. Let's talk about something far more exciting and happy, like the death of the Sega Dreamcast. Ooh, hate Sorry, that. sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, but seriously, Fantasy Star Online, when I got that game and I popped it in my Dreamcast, uh, holiday season of 2000, so we're talking 22 yeah. years ago, um, it was literally for me, my Sega Dreamcast savior with the game community that was online with that, with the amount of people that were playing and how much fun it was to play and blast all, your way, all the way through PSO, leveling up, grinding, getting all the special drops. Um, it was honestly one of the very first MMO or online gaming experiences that I have ever had. It was something that was impossible to get with in the year 2000. You can get it with any other console, period. Yeah. Um, sure, yeah. PC gaming had EverQuest and, you know, uh, Ultima Online and stuff like that. But a game console never really had that done in such a great way. And it's a weird thing. The PSO community is still going strong even today, John. Um, so, like, what was your first game experience with Fantasy Star Online? Uh, it was right at launch, just like you. With a Dreamcast? Um, yeah, right at launch did you wind with up, Dreamcast. Did you wind up bouncing to one of the other consoles when, uh, like, the Xbox or the GameCube when it came out? No, no. I uh, I went balls deep on Fantasy Star Online when it came out on Dreamcast. I bought the Same. keyboard. Um, Hell yeah. I, I, yep. I, you know, I was I was all in when Sega when Sega Net was a thing uh, with Choo Choo Rocket. I dove right oh. in immediately uh, and was that was my Internet service for the longest time. And if you wanted Same. to send me an if you wanted to send me an email, you had to do it at like, I don't know, Sonic's 
blue dick at sega.com or whatever sega.net i don't know that was yep. the only way people could email me was through my sega net email address for a while that is um, hilarious I, same i was 100 exactly in on the dreamcast the dreamcast the dreamcast was for me and i don't want to turn this into like a dreamcast nostalgia episode but Why for me the dreamcast was the closest i ever got to loving a console the same way i loved the turbo graphics like yeah, for us, yeah. for the for the year and a half or whatever that this Dreamcast was a thing, <laughs> yeah. Like I was in love with it. I it was it was my everything. And for a good portion of that, I'd gotten laid off from my job, and no so I was I was unemployed for like four months. And you know that was mostly on purpose because I was like I got enough money to hang out for a few months. I'm just gonna fucking spend a few months playing Dreamcast. So oh, me yeah. and the Dreamcast, like we were like this. We were tight. Anyway, so that's, that's a long way of saying that I, I was all in on Fantasy Star. Online. You were all I in on PSO. It. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, it, it it was great. And I had so much fun playing it. Um, it was a really good way to reconnect with people. or Not just reconnect with people, but connect with other Sega players as well. Um, and this is before we had like voice chat and stuff like that. So we weren't able to voice chat over PSO um, uh, on, on the uh, Dreamcast servers. And I don't even think the GameCube one had voice chat, but the Xbox one did because you could play over Xbox Live. So there yeah. were people with headsets playing PSO and stuff like that. But um, otherwise, you, you were doing, what? like you said, you had, you had the keyboard. And so you could hit spacebar and type your your yeah. chat to the next person and say, like, hey, everybody, wait for me. Or you could create your own emojis sitting in for hours, creating the emojis, yeah. say, like, help. You know, like <laughs> little pop ups. Yeah, you know up. what? I think I might have gotten it on Xbox as well. I can't remember. Very cool. Though, but but yeah, I, anyway, I have it on. Sorry. If there's one console version that I do go back to and play more than the others, it's the Xbox version. Um, you can't actually play the Xbox version now unless you modify your version because you're supposed to be online while you're playing. Even if you're offline, you have to be online while you're playing on the Xbox. It's yeah. stupid. But um, yeah. it is, it's, I think, the best uh, looking screen. It's got composite output. So you have, and then what we would do is just four player split screen in the same room. Couch co-op is what they call it. But like, I love playing it like that. That was really cool. GameCube and Xbox both introduced that on PSO. So you didn't have to be online to play it. You could literally invite your friends over. They could bring over their memory cards and boom, load up their game and let's go play through PSO. And um, it also also introduced episode two, which was like a whole new area and a whole new um, bunch of levels and stuff to play through in the same world where you could level up your guy up to like, I think level 200 at that point and you know, whatever. But it's, it's interesting that you say that the dreamcast was like your main entertainment uh, system for a while, because I was exactly in the same boat. Um, I, I remember not having a functional PC and using my dreamcast to literally chat with you on the PC engine FX forums when you were uh, <laughs> J lude doing lewd yes. posts on uh, the old forums and stuff. So yeah, it was crazy. I used that for a long time as my main source on my 27 inch CRT typing with text <laughs> this big um, and yeah. zooming in and whatever. Cause you can right click on the mouse and everything, but yeah, good times. Fantasy star online is so cool, but I just want to do a quick shout out right now. If you actually go to the website, like the original website for fantasystaronline.net, it brings you to a private server called the Ultima server. And there are still players playing online today using either Dreamcast, GameCube, or PC. You can get online using private servers for any of those systems. And they're still available now. The only yeah. catch with the Dreamcast is you have to have the, uh, the broadband, the broadband uh, yeah. connector. 
and they yeah, do have homebrew home versions of that out now too for less than 100 bucks so if you really oh, wow. desperately want to take your dreamcast <laughs> online you, can you know still do it uh you know the uh the the fantasy star online that came out i don't know a year a year and a half ago something like that on xbox one and i'm pretty sure it was free to play um on xbox one or at least the the beta or whatever it was i kind of tried to dive back into that and i was thinking like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna love the little i'm gonna get a little nostalgic here and i'm gonna i'm gonna play some pso on on the xbox and so i i dove back in for a little bit and i was like this is a rose tinted glasses situation uh i don't think i can play it again you know um when, when the Xbox thing was uh, came out like a year or two ago. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the gameplay, if you go back and you play it, doesn't necessarily hold up a lot. You know, like it's very really? simplistic. It's oh, very simplistic. It's very I don't know. grindy. It's the grind part of it. It it's is a little like, bit of grindy, yes. Especially when you first start out. Once you get to like yeah. level 20, it gets better. But yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll admit it is like that. It's a little bit more of just rejoining the community and going on a nostalgia trip, if anything. Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't know. I've I've played Fantasy Star Universe on the Xbox 360. Didn't like that. I've played yeah. PSO2 a little bit on the Xbox One. It's okay, but I really just want more of this game. I want more yeah. new areas. I want m- more uh, updated graphics, stuff like that. And that's what they got on these uh, private servers. So nice. I don't know. It's pretty slick. It, it, it is. It is. It is. Uh, it's a little robotic for sure, especially depending on which uh, which you know ray cast or hue cast or whatever it is you're selecting as because you're kind of doing the whole like uh pow, pow, pow. you have a timer <laughs> like you have to do this perfect yeah like, you, three, three you can't one. button mash yeah no you can't no, you button mash you have to time your shots just right yeah. um but uh i did have fun with the back of the I love day. It. yeah um yeah. so uh it, it, you know it was one of my first online experiences um with it with a game that brings me, Josh, to our last question. What was your first online gaming experience? Oh, um, I think, oh, Jesus. Do chat rooms count? <laughs> I mean, age sex check. No, I mean an online gaming experience. <laughs> it's going to be Fantasy Star Online. It's That's really my very first experience with gaming online. Yeah, I um. I, I think mine was probably Choo Choo Rocket because I'm pretty sure that that, that Choo Choo Rocket um, was the first online game on the Dreamcast. I think that's kind of how they um, launched SegaNet or whatever it was they were calling it. Um, yeah. So I think for me it was probably Choo Choo Rocket, but I'm trying to remember. I feel like at college in like the computer labs, there had to have been some game that I played online. I just can't remember what it was. So I'm going to have to say probably Choo Choo Rocket for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically there was like X-Band and stuff like that where you could play uh, online against other players with your Super Nintendo or your Sega Genesis. And I remember people having that and thinking, wow, how cool that was. But I don't think I ever really tried it outside of like holding the controller for a minute and saying like, wow, that's really laggy you know like (laughs) wow this is terrible like you're waiting for a minute for the other person to like load their screen or whatever but yeah i i it's pso it's the first experience that i had where it was like my own i owned it i put the disc in and it was like i have the next 10 hours to learn this game and yeah that that was it i think that's probably why i'm still so in love with it because it was like i was a virgin up until that point (laughs) it was your first and you always remember your first fondly always remember your first 
So that is it for us. If you want more of our stuff, you can go to mojomenace.com. On the front page, we've got links to our Discord chat, our forums, and our merch page where you can get all sorts of T-shirts and hoodies and stickers and even stuff that has nothing to do with stupid Mojo Menace and our bullshit. We've got all sorts of crap on there. Um, other than that, uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mojo Menace or Twitch at Mojo Menace and everywhere, really. All the social media is at Mojo Menace. Josh, where can they find you? Well, if you want to continue the conversation with me about the amazing game of Fantasy Star Online or maybe even want to talk about my new twitch stream equipment oh my god i'm so excited uh you can chat with me uh on the twitch verse at uh, underscore joshua turbo don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet that's it for this week see you next week bye